Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Today's guest became interested in writing at just 12 years old, but he didn't pursue that immediately. Somewhere in between, he became a pastor, and that lasted for quite some time. Today, Mark Buchanan is the Associate Professor of Pastoral Theology at Ambrose University, and he's also the author of a number of books. Today, we're going to hear more about Mark's story and about a new book that he's set to release in the very near future called God Walk. In this book, he explores the physical, the spiritual, and relational benefits of walking and how it can connect us not only to the earth beneath us and the world around us, but also to the God who made us. That's today on Connections. We're joined today by Mark Buchanan. He's the Associate Professor of Pastoral Theology at Ambrose University. He's also an author with a new book set to be released later this summer, and we're going to hear about that coming up in a little bit. But first of all, Mark, we want to hear a little bit more about you. When did you start to become interested in writing? I became interested in writing at 12. I was a little, uh, I was a non-Christian at 12 years of age. I didn't come, come to Christ until I was 21. But I had a remarkable grade five teacher. I was a terrible student and had no interest in anything academically. And I don't think I was that bright, but also consistently underperformed as a student. Didn't make any effort at all. And uh, my grade five teacher was a different kind of person and remarkable, remarkably creative and called out in me creativity. And I really look back on those days because he got he got me writing, and I had no interest in writing and no skill at it, but he pushed me to write anyhow. And uh, something woke up, Colleen, and I began to to delight in the power of rendering some some idea in words that could actually change. You know, a, another person could picture it, another person could be moved by it. And so I really, I, I think I received my call to be a writer when I was 12 years old in grade five under the tutelage of Mr. Michael Hayes. Somewhere in the middle, though, you became a pastor. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so when I was 21, uh, through a remarkable series of events, I came to faith in Christ. I had no religious upbringing, no influence by way of uh, any Christian person in my life that I knew of or was trying to persuade me to come to Christ. But for a remarkable series of events, I, I came to faith at 21. But I, when I came to faith, it, it wasn't like I thought, oh, now I should be a pastor or a missionary. At this point, I wanted to be a writer. And so uh, for the next several years, I carried on with that pursuit. But at 29, quite out of the blue, a church called me. I wasn't looking for a church. I wasn't thinking about the pastor about pastoral ministry, but a church called me and asked if I'd become the associate pastor. And it was such an odd thing. And I remember telling my wife because uh, I was looking for work, and she came home from her job, and I said, "I think I found a job." And she said, "Oh, you know where?" And I said, "At a church." And she almost fell down, and she said, "You you can't be a pastor." Pastors are supposed to be holy, um, and, but but anyhow, I, I had really—it sounds horrible, Colleen. I had no higher motivation uh, to take that position as a pastor uh, other than I really needed work, and so I thought, well, you know, I can probably bumble away at this for a year, and uh, uh, and so I said yes to it, and I was in pastoral ministry for twenty-four years, and I I really dis- 
discovered my call to pastoral ministry in the role of being a pastor. So it was probably three years into being a pastor that I, I realized this was God's claim in my life. What was that experience like? Um, well, uh, p- partly I, I realized, uh, though I really wasn't trained for it, I'd, I'd never preached a sermon before I got into pastoral ministry. I'd never been even on a church committee or board, so I didn't know how the inner workings of a church worked. And I was at that point, I was only eight years into my, my Christian faith when I became a pastor. So I was really scrambling. But what I began to realize is that my reliance on God's Word, because I came to faith through reading the Bible, and I was figuring out how to do life and how to do every part of life, marriage, and children came along, raised children, and then pastoral ministry through reading Scripture. I didn't have a role model. And I was I was starting at that point to read books on pastoring, but I hadn't been exposed to that prior to becoming one. But it was the scriptures that I kept going to, and what I found is that it, it was remarkable how much wisdom that gave me. Not wisdom in myself, but the wisdom I could I, I found in the Word. And so I began to see that uh, there was incredible fruit coming from it. Uh, I pastored in my 24 years two churches, and both of them, uh, we saw dramatic transformation in the church and through the church. We saw incredible outreach. Uh, in my second church that I was at for 18 years, we had a, 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 a relationship that we built as an entire church with the indigenous community next to us, and that continues. I've, had, I've been gone for seven years, but it continues to bear extraordinary fruit. So all of that was, um, it was bewildering and frightening because I really didn't know what I was doing, but I kept going to the Word and it kept showing me the way. And how did that all lead you eventually to become the author that you are today? Well, as I say, my sense of being called to, to writing goes back to when I was 12 years old. And I actually, my first degree is uh, in English literature, and my second degree, my master's degree is in writing, and um, and so I cultivated that skill, um, but what I found is that through my uh, education, which is primarily a secular education, I developed the ability to write, but I really had nothing to say, and it was through my, my Christian faith and my growing Christian faith, and especially being a pastor and the responsibility of week after week not only in the pulpit, but in my interaction with people in the church and beyond, of having to have a good word, uh, a word from, from the Lord, a word from the Word to, to speak, that I be, it began to form in me uh, insights and some sense of what I was to speak when I spoke or write when I wrote. And so the, the education gave me many of the skills to write, but my Christian walk, really gave me the thing to write about. You will be releasing a book uh, next month called God Walk. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. It's timely considering what we're going yeah. through right now with the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I've been telling Jim's reopened just recently. It was sort of, uh, for most of the world, their, their one remaining form of, of exercise. I became interested. I, I walk a lot, and none of it's heroic. Uh, you know, I've, I've never done a great pilgrimage or anything, but I became very interested in what was happening in us 
when we walk. So spiritually, I was I'm interested in that, but also the physiology of it, uh, how relationships maybe can go to a new level when we walk with somebody, our attentiveness to our environment, our, our ability to really see the creation around us and experience it in a way different from if we're in a, say, a vehicle. And so I began to, to uh, a couple of years ago to, to write down those thoughts, and I, I realized, uh, my goodness, this is a, a worthy of a book, but really at the heart of it, Colleen, is... When you look at most of the, the, the great religious traditions, most of them have a corresponding physical discipline. So famously, for instance, Hinduism has yoga, but there's virtually a physical tradition connected with all uh, you know, of the world's religions, except Christianity. And the most incarnational faith, so the Word becomes flesh, dwells among us. Uh, we, we embody our faith. But we have no corresponding physical discipline. And yet, when you think about it, you think about all the scriptures around walking and the experience of the people who wrote scripture were people who were actually walking. Paul walked around the Mediterranean. If he had to cross a body of water, water he'd sail, but otherwise he walked. And that walking really has, from the beginning, been a corresponding physical discipline for Christianity. And Jesus, of course, and I, I do a lot with this in, in my book, God Walk, what does he do? He, he, he walks around Palestine, he walks around Galilee, he walks through Jerusalem, and he invites others to walk with him. So I got interested in exploring how does that work in terms of uh, faith formation, uh, spiritual formation, personal formation. When you really think of it, it's a great opportunity. It's something we take for granted, but it's... Walking is a quiet time. It's an opportunity to just build that relationship. Yeah, I, I do. I have a fair amount of material on that in my book, God Walk, Colleen, where um, by its very nature, we become more reflective, contemplative. Uh, if we're a Christ follower, we often become more prayerful in the act of walking. And so, and, and communion, the sense of communion with the other, whether the other is the gods with whom you know, we become more aware while we walk, or the the friend or or, or uh, spouse or a child that we walk along, or even the, the creation, that we have a sense of entering in, literally entering the creation. So those levels of communion happen in the act of walking, and sometimes they happen simultaneously. There's just multi, multiple levels of, of, of the sensory, of the experiential. And so, and, and it's really interesting, as I wrote the book, and I have many exercises in the book where I suggest to the reader, why don't you try this? But, but if, if you go out into a walk and you go with a certain attentiveness and intention that this walk is going to be about praying for my neighborhood, or this walk is going to be actually laying before the Lord, something I've been struggling with that while I sit and ponder it, I brood over it, but I can't seem to actually get any headway. I'm going to go lay that before the Lord or hold that before God as I walk. And I think readers will find that, indeed, uh, the walking makes a way. The walking kind of opens up possibilities that uh, we don't experience otherwise. Did you yourself learn or take anything away from this writing experience and, and just writing about walking? Yeah, I did. I mean, I've become much more attentive 
and much more appreciative, actually. I, I try to walk uh, several kilometers every day, and uh, often it's the same route. Um, we have pathways around our, our community, uh, so often it's some version of that same route. But I try to really, um, because I've written about it, put into practice some of the things that I discovered. So uh, a, a deeper appreciation for the person I'm with, for instance, really attending to their presence or story. If I'm walking by myself, uh, those are often prayer walks, these times of communing with God. So all of these things that I was doing anyhow, but I do them with a, an extra measure of awareness now. Who do you hope will pick up this book? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that there must be many, many people who uh, feel frustrated that the, that this faith doesn't seem to have this kind of, ex, uh, you know, this way that we express it through the body. And again, Christianity is the most embodied of all faiths. It is the most incarnational by definition. And I, yet I think that a lot of people wish that there was some equivalent in Christianity that there is in other religions, uh, you know, Tai Chi or yoga or whatever. And often we turn to those things looking for a physical discipline and try to harness our Christian faith to it. Well, I'm making the argument that actually from, from, from the garden when Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day, uh, and that becomes a theme right in the early pages of, of Genesis, that Noah walked with God, Enoch walked with God. From the very beginning, we've had this discipline. And I would simply say to anybody who's looking for a way to really work out their faith and get it, you know, it helps, it helps you stay and get, get and stay in shape, uh, that they would actually take walking seriously as the primary way that Christians and uh, people of, of uh, biblical faith have worked out their identity and their relationship with God for centuries. Are you hoping that this is what's going to create change and maybe allow people to see that there's another opportunity to draw nearer to God? Yeah, I really do. I mean, as you said at the beginning of this podcast, I mean, it, it, it's, the timing's uncanny. I, I started writing this book over two years ago, and we, nobody even knew the word COVID except geeky scientists. <laughs> and, uh, and now uh, the whole world has been walking these last few years, or last few months. And so I, I do think the timing's uncanny, but I, I, uh, the pre-reviews of it has been very strong. Uh, uh, people are um, quite enamored I did an interview with somebody uh, last week who said, I've never thought about all this about walking, and now I enjoy my walking like I never have before. So I really do think it both will uh, kind of connect with people who do a lot of walking, and I think it will uh, awaken a lot of people to the possibilities and what's already going on. We'll just be more aware of it when we walk. It's such a simple thing, even taking your kid to the park. You can get so much out of that. So much. And that's the interesting thing. I, I am not interested um, in terms of writing a book about heroic walking. I, 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 as I said, I've never walked a you know, pilgrimage trail. I've never been on the El Camino. Hopefully one day I will. But I wasn't interested in that kind of walking that only a few people who can afford it and can take the time and have the luxury can do. I was interested in the ordinary walking of taking your kid to the park or walking to the mailbox uh, and, and what's going on in these ordinary daily activities 
that if we, uh, and I do have a chapter on for those who can't walk, that there is uh, because of a disability or some other circumstances can't walk, and I explore that. But most people on Earth have two legs that work fine and can carry them to places. And I, uh, I just think that we ought to be wonderstruck at what's going on when we scissor our legs across a room or down to the local park. For those who want to learn more about you or pick up your book, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, well, my books are all available on uh, on all uh, internet sales. Uh, I publish with Sondervan, so if, uh, they have a profile on me. I also have my own website, www.markbuchanan.net. When all is said and done at the end of the day, uh, for those who pick up your book, what would you say to them and what are you hoping they're going to take away? Yeah, I would say to them that uh, that the exercise, literally, the embodiment of their faith that they maybe have been longing for without even having words for it is available to them uh, as as quickly as taking one step in front of the other. And I think if, uh, this book will help kind of unpack that, and I do think that it will have a lasting uh, value in terms of just enjoying what God has done uh, in and through our bodies. Well, this definitely gives us a lot to think about. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.